Welcome to episode 55 of Coffee and Contemplation with Susan. Hello, I'm Susan Dunlop, and I hope your day has been fruitful so far. Today's guest is Sarah Bell, who I will be welcoming in in just a moment. Sarah is a peer Three Vital Questions certified trainer, and I reached out to her on referral from another trainer who said to me that Sarah was the leader in coaching nurses. And I reached out in my researching around my vision for where I'm taking my coaching combined with training here in Australia using the 3VQ model. I was acutely aware of the issues I'd witnessed and played a part in resolving by way of being what one good Don friend called a much-needed compression bandage stemming the hemorrhage, that is, the never-ending staffing issues that play out year on year across the acute and aged care sector of nursing here in Australia. She did say compression bandage after I had first said golden band-aid, very much a needed service being a nursing agency. Sarah and I have had many Zoom chats on our mutual understanding that the body of work we're both certified in is life-changing. It fits with any leadership training programs and it has been embraced large scale to date in the US. You know, so where can I take it here? Both of us, we found out this week, are high percentage ideators. So we found it very easy to shoot the possibilities breeze at odd hours. Sarah has been an ICF certified coach working with nurse managers, nurse leaders and other healthcare professionals in the US. People who are seeking leadership growth and development. And she's done that for 20 years. She's also got 30 years experience as a registered nurse. And that began in the United Kingdom continued in the United States and Sarah said on the back cover of the book we're about to discuss today that she struggled with the idea that healthcare is a business. She observed and personally experienced the pressure nurse leaders face to achieve both clinical and business goals. Welcome Sarah, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, hi, Susan, and thanks so much for inviting me to join you. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and, it, and it's relevant too because there's a few really good uh, milestones coming up this week for you, uh, and they correlate with it being International Nurses Week that starts here today in Australia tomorrow for you. Yeah, I do have some milestones coming up, and I can talk about those and the challenges that uh, I've had to overcome to make this happen for me. Okay, beautiful. So what we'll do, we talked about the direction, and given your book will be open for pre-orders later in the week, that will be the no-brainer that we're going to celebrate that milestone in terms of you have written a book. And I'll just share the title, or would you like to share the title because it's your book? Okay, why not? It's called The Successful Nurse Leader, The Ultimate Transition Guide from Nurse to Manager to Leader. It's for new managers or nurses who have aspired to become a manager. Okay. Well, do you recall the ideas moment that seeded that book to come into fruition? Yes, I recall it well. And actually, it is connected to the 3VQ material Prior to what I'm doing now, I was a corporate coach for a healthcare company and spent a lot of time coaching nurse managers. And what I began to realize was when it came to the dreaded drama triangle and the things they were complaining about were actually part of their job as a nurse manager. And it's connected to the struggle that I had in accepting the fact that 
healthcare these days is a business. And, you know, as a nurse, I just wanted to focus on patient care. And so did my clients. When I realized I was trying to coach them around something that they hadn't yet understood was their responsibility, I felt that I needed a book or something as a baseline to give them the understanding of what a nurse leader does so that then I could coach them going forward from there. Okay. So you've been coaching in this work for 20 years. I was an educator and then I transitioned to coaching in 2013. Oh, okay. Right. So can you tell me a little bit of the journey of the book, you know, the idea, research, any aha moments, any stumbles and falls and need for a mantra to get you through again? You know, I know book book journeys (laughs) can be interesting. Uh, lots of stumbles, lots of falls. It took me a lot of time to actually be able to sit down and write. I did a lot of talking about it, which put me in the position where I've talked so much. Now I really have to do it. And then sitting down and writing it. In the end, what I did, I was trying to be structured and organized and professional. And then I realized, you know what? I am just going to write it like I'm talking and then fix it afterwards. And it's really, it's not research-based particularly. I mean, there are some things in there that connect it to other people's work. So it's not just my thoughts, but I wanted it to be a light and easy read. I didn't want it to be a hard book to read. Mm. I wanted it to be usable and you could pick it up and and run with it. Yeah, Mm. I got picked that, obviously, you've shared the um, PDF with me to have a sneak peek and I can feel you've got your tone and there's a really lovely voice that you're using in the book and you're cheeky and you just speak in the common language that people just need to hear. You know, I think that's one really key thing I spotted very easily. Yeah, there's not a lot of big words. I'm not a big word kind of person, so. (laughs) Uh, No, that's great. And any types of challenges that have come up with it otherwise? Because you're up to pre-launch now. What's happening? Yes, I'm up to pre-launch. I mean, honestly, if I'm honest, the whole thing has been a challenge. It's an experience that I've never gone through before. So there's been some ups and downs. I think the most valuable part, and you mentioned about research, and this was was kind of a challenge for me because I'm, I'm actually like more of an introverted kind of person. I had to put myself out there and ask nurses out in the field, leaders, if I could interview them to find out their experiences, to make sure that I was actually going to write a book that was needed. That was a lot of work, but it was so valuable at the end. So that was like one of the biggest challenges and really just putting myself out there for me is the biggest challenge. Yeah. So it's perfectly named and perfectly timed to support and celebrate nurses transitioning from expert clinician to manager to successful leader. In preparing for our episode today, you and I both looked up what the theme was for the year because, I mean, I've been out of that loop for a few years. And the International Council of Nurses set a theme for each year for nurses. Uh, And again, how about you read that out because this is your baby? The theme? Mm. Nurses a voice to lead, invest in nursing and respect rights to secure global health. As I read in a further paragraph, they said uh, it's focusing on the need to protect, support and invest in the nursing profession to strengthen the health systems around the world, which to me feels like, you know, your book comes in at the right time to maybe do that, protect, support and invest in the nursing profession. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things from doing the book interviews and meeting people like you, Susan, and other nurses, this is a global thing. It's not just a U.S. challenge that we're facing right now. 
I think nurses should be leading nursing. I don't think business leaders should be leading nursing, quite frankly. However, if we really want a seat at the table and we really want to be the leader of the profession, we first have to learn what a leader is and what a leader does. Otherwise, we can come across maybe not as empowering as we'd hoped for. I understand there's a lot of anger in nursing right now, especially after going through COVID. However, being angry or like just feeling beaten down, quite honestly, I speak to nurses and they're just exhausted and they feel beaten down. If we come from that perspective, we're really not going to get the recognition that we need to get our seat at the table and take the lead for nursing. Healthcare is a business. We need to collaborate with the business leaders and we need to be the one guiding them. At the moment, I don't feel like that is what is happening. I think the business leaders are doing what they do the best. They know the processes for running a business and they understand you need a process, you need metrics and all of that. But a lot of them are not healthcare professionals and they don't, and they're definitely not nurses. We need to be at the table, but we need to have a strong voice yeah, okay. at the table. In your history of nursing, when did you see a particular time of change that has led us to where we are now? Like, was it nurse-led when you first started in the profession and it has changed to a business model or what? Well, for me, yeah. However, I started out in the National Health Service in the UK. Hospitals in the UK back in the day, it's changed now, were really much led by healthcare professionals. But even, even the National Health Service kind of started to shift to a more business-like model because you know, the more uh, treatments and things that were available, the more costly it became, there had to be a balance between what would be provided anyway. So that shifted us into a business model. Then I left the NHS and went to a private company. And that's really when I was like a fish out of water for the longest time, I couldn't understand what was going on. And I think that that kind of led to disempowerment for nurses. Okay. We need nurses in management. There needs to be training and education for nurses if you're going to shift up in the management position. And then we also need nurses who are happy to stay clinical bedside and be a leader from that perspective and hold the same level of value as a nurse that steps into the operational side of, of healthcare. Because I think the ones that stay bedside really don't get recognized for the value they're bringing to the field and that's very sad. Yeah, I agree. So what would you say would be the three key elements in your book that will relate to the theme for international nurses in 2022? The beginning of the book, I talk about what leadership is and I think this is key. I think we need to understand that there are processes and there are, leadership is actually a thing on its own and I talk about it as a new specialty. So consider yourself when you're stepping into a management leadership position, you've now entered a new specialty and you have new things to learn. It's not just about telling people what to do and hoping they'll do it. We also need to learn to engage with all of our resources. And so that means engaging with maybe senior executives, but also leaders in things like quality and finance, really building those relationships. Not only are they going to be supportive of us when we build those relationships with them, it helps us to have that presence at the leadership table. So that is extremely important, I believe. There's another aspect in there, which is kind of 
interesting, I think, for a new manager to consider, but it's succession planning. So it's further on in the book. In my experience, we're not very good at building up leaders beneath us. And that causes all kinds of day-to-day issues. However, if we want to become a forceful profession, the more leaders we grow underneath us, the more powerful we become as a group. So those are probably the three main things um, that, that I think are key. Yeah, you've nailed it, really. How about in terms of challenges you've witnessed for emerging nurse leaders that you coach? And we're both certified trainers in the empowerment dynamic and the three vital questions. And that's all about transforming drama into empowerment or challenges into results. How do you see the dreaded drama triangle play out and how the empowerment dynamic has better served the nursing profession? A lot of nurses, in my experience, get promoted because they're these outstanding individual contributors. They know how to take care of the patients and they do exceptionally well and they get recognized for that by the senior management and then they get promoted. Knowing how to be a great nurse is great. It doesn't make you a great leader because I said leadership is a whole new skill. And so what I see happen is this amazing outstanding nurse steps into their management position and starts telling everybody, this is what you need to do. Well, people, first of all, typically don't like being told, well, maybe not everyone, I don't like being told what to do. So I'm assuming that most people don't like being told what to do. That takes us directly into the drama triangle because this poor nurse who's been recognized as being outstanding is suddenly struggling because she's telling or he is telling people what to do and the drama unfolds. We have the nurse manager feeling like a victim because people are not responding the way that the manager had hoped. We have the employees responding like victims because they're just not being recognized and acknowledged for their own value that they bring to the team. So they're seeing the nurse manager as the persecutor. They're the victims. And the rescuer, I think we have a tendency as nurses to slip into the rescuer role because of the profession we're in. We're very used to taking care of people and we're you know, it's the patients that we we start off taking care of. We have to recognize our staff are not patients. They are valuable, they're knowledgeable, they're experienced, they're competent, and they're capable. And I, I see nurse managers over and over again. I don't want to overwhelm my staff. I don't think that they're going to do it well. I, I'd be better doing it myself. And before you know it, they're just overwhelmed and overloaded. And then they're slipping into the victim mindset that the, the role is too hard. And so a lot of what I do is coaching them around that and into the empowerment dynamic Mm -hmm. and the creator, the coach and the challenger. And the thing that came up while you were saying that then for me was obviously we know that nurses have been loaded with more and more paperwork, more and more to be done in, say, the eight-hour shift. Is time management part of what you coach? Because I can see that, yeah, you will rescue someone because you can't can't be bothered, you know, with letting them just learn their way through it or trusting that it's going to get done. So you do slip into that rescuer space, I imagine. Yep. Chapter two of my book, (laughs) winning the battle against time management. (laughs) It's again, it's looking at things from a different perspective and you start with yourself and understand, yes, Oh my gosh, there's always stuff coming down the pipe in a healthcare organization. And in the moment, it does feel quicker and easier if I do it myself. And then your list gets longer and longer and longer and longer. And then it's hard to find the time to delegate and and teach other people. So it is a challenge. 
we have to be willing to let stuff go sometimes. And we have to be willing to raise our hand and say, if you want me to do this, I will. But if I'm doing this, these two things are not going to get done. Mm. We, and this is where, the, where we need to have our voice at the table. Because if we're not speaking up, Nobody in the ivory tower is realizing what is happening down below because we're scrambling around trying to make everything okay and trying to get everything done and trying to be that good nurse that we've always been recognized as. Mm. And sometimes we need to shift and lead for our team as well. Yeah, and that's that shift to the empowerment dynamic model, which I have you how how have you found that being embraced in the nursing industry, the you know, the creator challenger coach roles? Very, very well. It's very well received. I think partly because it provides a model. So it takes us out of that reactionary in the moment. Oh my God, what do I do? It gives you a model to anchor your decisions and your choices to, to take a step back, hit that pause button and go, okay, what do I want? What matters most in the moment and shift your mindset into maybe somebody needs to be coached. Somebody may needs to be challenged. And, or maybe I need to sit down with somebody and co-create with them. It, it gives a nurse that direction to go in rather than just trying to figure out in the moment and, and putting a Band-Aid on right there and then in the moment and moving on. Yeah. And as I said, even like back to my old days of being a nursing agency, feeling as I felt Band-Aid, golden Band-Aid, it was a very expensive way for someone to keep on trying to rectify the problem cycle round and round and round and round. It wasn't looking at what's the root cause, what's the real problem, what should we be focusing on that's the bigger picture issues. And to me, that's that's a, a really big picture that could be expanded on. But I won't take you into that right now. <laughs> but you, you kind of made me you kind of made me think of something as well. When we're working long, long hours and doing all of this work and everything, we're given the message that everything is doable until we until we call time out and say, oh, this is no, and we step into that empowerment dynamic and, you know, maybe we need to challenge, set, you know, be the challenger for the senior leadership team because if they don't know why we're struggling and that they're a part of that struggle, they're going to, if we give them the impression that everything's manageable and doable and we're just dying on our feet, they don't know that. They're, they're not going to do anything different. no. And I think what I've seen, what I'm interested in is that CEO side of things. You're, you're into the nurse management. I'm sort of looking at that CEO space that from what I can really see, a lot of the use of the model by other trainers has been it's come from the CEO realising they need to do the work first. They need to understand the underneath, which I love that phrase that one CEO just said. The change from drama to empowerment comes from understanding the underneath. And I don't think many human beings have had time to do that um, at a great depth. So that's exciting for me to be able to think, well, if you could get to the CEOs and you've got the nurse leaders, if we can get them to meet in the middle and have this new common language, how amazing would that be? The common language is going to be so amazing. Yes, it will be because it gives a, a common language and a common model to all work around. And the other aspect of that, I think, Susan, is that each and every one of us has to take responsibility for our own underneathness. Mm. So it's very easy to point the finger and, and blame. And somebody once said to me, you probably heard this, you're pointing the finger at somebody, how many fingers are pointing back at you, right? Yeah. We have to, like, really own our underneathness mm. before we can expect somebody else to 
change. Yeah, and that creator comment, I've had one before, I think Donna, you know, Donna Zajon at the Empowerment Dynamic. Yeah. I remember something that she said, and it's like creators ask for help. Victims try to do it by themselves. That's interesting, right, because victims try to do it themselves. What are nurses? Nurses have a tendency to do it themselves. They are strong. You don't have to bear the weight of the world on your shoulders. You don't have to do it by just. Be, so here's one of my favorite sayings. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. It's not good for you. And it's disempowering for everyone around you. When you're doing everything, the message you're giving your team is, yeah, you're not, you're not good enough. I'll do it. You're not strong enough. Whatever it is, like, why are you not developing your team and trusting them? Mm, it's disempowering, you know, in the end, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. The other thing you just mentioned there about the reactionary side of things, and that you know we we talked the other week that nurses are mostly trained to be reactionary because obviously they're checking vital signs and the like. Can we talk a little bit about that in relation to the space you're working in with nurses to shift out of that reactionary space as much as they can because obviously they need to be. Yeah. It's it's a it's another case of your greatest strength can become your greatest weakness, right? There is no doubt nurses are strong individuals. Oh, my goodness. Like, there is no doubt about that. And one of our strengths is we can, in a heartbeat, jump to action. Maybe there's a cardiac arrest. Maybe somebody's bleeding, whatever it is, right? In the moment, we can stop what we're doing and we can leap in. And we're trained that way. And that is great as a nurse, it's not so great as a leader. So this muscle that we've all developed, we're going around taking vital signs, we're jumping in and we're saving people's lives and whatever we're doing. Our staff don't need us to jump in and rescue and save their lives. Our staff need us to take a step back and make make space for people, make it safe for people to learn, make it safe for people to make mistakes and celebrate that and encourage people along the way to grow and learn so you're developing a strong team around you. And so it's not a matter, it's not a case of, oh my gosh, nurses are bad and they're reactionary. No, it's a great strength until you transition into a leadership position and then you have to develop new strengths. Yeah. So it gives you goosebumps realizing just yeah, how incredible they are that there's bang, you know, they're just tuned in and they just blew me away watching how the nurses just got about their day. They were in the ICU, just totally tuned in and oh, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a reason why they're the most trusted profession yet again, because you can rely on a nurse and you can trust them. Nurses are not so good at looking after themselves. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yesterday I saw on LinkedIn a post, and I, can't, I haven't got it here to recall the whole thing, but there was a conscious leadership group who I follow um, who also very much sort of models the empowerment dynamic work. But they put out another perspective on burnout and point one of it was burnout is caused by living with a victim consciousness because we're waiting to be rescued. We're going to keep pushing ourselves, hoping someone's going to notice or something's going to change or someone's going to tell us that we can do it a different way. What do you think about that, the burnout? Because burnout's a very big uh, topic at the moment in relation to nursing. Yeah, I do think maybe that there's a lot of validity to to what you just shared. I think we do we do create 
some of the burnout for ourselves. And, you know, then we have the moral distress. And I think because we're not stepping up and being the leaders of our profession, we're also contributing to the moral distress when we're doing things that doesn't feel right as a nurse. However, we're kind of subservient in a way, right? Aren't we? Like if somebody up here tells us to do something, we don't know how to, we don't know how to come to the table and say no. So all of this is contributing to burnout and moral distress. And and that's even just a bigger human being side of things. So, you know, we've not all been taught how to communicate, you know, confidently either from you know, childhood even. So, you know, that marries into that as well. Yep. And especially the majority of nurses are still women. So that plays into it. Then we have the old doctor nurse relationship. That still is not a level playing field. I think that's gotten a lot better. And I think there are great doctors out there who truly value. But I don't think that's where it needs to be either. This is why leadership, we need to own our profession and yeah, I mean, how many nurses listening to this have saved a doctor's you-know-what in the past because of their knowledge and their ability and their skill? I'm going to tell you, most of them will probably raise their hand yeah. and say, yes, they have. Okay. So in terms of your book, so it's about taking steps towards becoming an influential and impactful nurse leader. Is there one first step that you would say is the first step towards it apart from buying your book <laughs> is there another step a nurse could uh, consider as that first baby step towards it yeah really and true truthfully to get on google and google leadership styles um and just understand you don't have to do a lot of reading you don't have to go into depth or anything but just understand the different leadership styles and you're probably going to want to become skilled in a couple of them. Uh, autocratic leadership gets a bad rap. If you're in the middle of a cardiac rest, you're going to be autocratic and you're going to tell people, get the car, whatever you need to do. So there's a place for that. Every day, though, you probably want to be a coaching style leader, a serving servant leader. Understand what those leadership styles are. That would be the first step to just open your mind. If you haven't done already, mm. open your mind to that leadership is actually a thing. Okay. It's not just a job. Yeah, you don't just step into it and automatically be a leader. You can be a boss right off the bat. That was my biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all make mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> if someone wanted to do the coaching with you, and you've told me how well the, you have seen the power of TED and the three other questions be embraced by the nursing industry, what what do you deliver in you know, your coaching in the US, like what are you, what are you doing that you say if you if an organization if they wanted to take you in as the coach of their leadership team, how does that work for someone? I have a couple of different programs. If an organization wants to bring me in, I have a group coaching program that it's the three VQ. There's some bite-sized videos, like when I say bite-sized, literally like a minute or whatever, you know, that you can fit into a busy day. And then we get together once a week and we move through the three VQ materials. And then we move into Rookie to Rockstar is my program. That is based on the book. So the book, Rookie to Rockstar, is really bringing the book to life. And alongside with the three VQ, uh, I didn't see any point in reinventing the wheel on that. That is no. a 
an amazing program that didn't need any work that just needed to be included in my program yeah yeah rocky to rockstar sounds pretty cool i've got to that part yet that'd be good to to (laughs) check out so what is your book we're coming to an end of our, our chat what's your book launch plan i know you've had a glitch this week so where can people find the book how's how's that all work and i and i will obviously after we get off this i'll include any links that you share to make it easier for people so tell me about that yeah i've been in the drama triangle this week susan i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, i'm self-publishing on amazon and i i made a mistake and i cancelled all of my pre-orders so my plan was going to be get the book for 99 cents as a pre-order, then when it gets launched next week, you'll all have the book. Well, I cancelled it by accident and I went into victim mindset. Anyway, I've recovered. And so the book is going to be published next week. There's a couple of things you can do. If you're on Facebook, join Sarah's book launch team. And I'll give Susan the link to that. If you request, you have to request to join, but I'll just click you in. You're going to get all the scoop on the book and you're going to get all the scoop on the offers that I'm going to make to compensate for the pre-order being cancelled. Or if you don't care and you want to go, the ebook is actually alive on Amazon right now for $5.99. That's US dollars, $5.99. Go ahead, buy it if you want to, but I would say wait and get in my book launch team because I'm I'm looking at giving a, a better offer to get the book going and for international nurses week as well. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll cover all that. So now, just as we usually finish up, I always ask two final questions. So do you have a mantra that gets you through hard times? Oh, yeah. I've been using it this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's... It's I am creative and resourceful and the possibilities are endless. Mm. I have to remind myself when I get stuck like I did this week and I'm like, oh, no, everything's a disaster. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're creative, you're resourceful. There's a load of possibilities, different directions you can go. It helps me immensely. So that's my best. That's good because it it lets you sort of understand that, yeah, you're vulnerable, you're real and you make mistakes. But, you know, it's okay to sit with that for a moment and then step back up again, isn't it? Yes, don't quit. Don't give up. (laughs) (laughs) And what is your favourite sing out loud song in the car? Do you want me to sing it? Yeah. No, you don't. You really don't want me to. It's it's a real oldie and it's up, up and away in my beautiful balloon. And I just love it. It's a real old song. And so it's a real nice feel good song that it really helps me to realise I'm this tiny little ant on planet Earth. And if I get up there in my balloon and look down, I mean, don't take it so seriously because we all do make mistakes and we life is for living and, yeah, I'm this little ant on planet Earth doing my thing, doing my ant work. Living and laughing, yes, I think it's a good plan. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting, they both, so your mantra and your sing out loud song, they're sort of interweave a little bit that you're talking endless possibilities by being resourceful and creative and then yeah getting lifted up and away towards your vision you know so that's that creator yes yeah the creator in you yeah Hmm. beautiful so thank you sarah for talking nurse leadership with me and it's an exciting time for you in the launch of your book and it's been a pleasure getting to know you since we've you know i've joined the three vq community and collaborating with you on some ideas and yeah, I just uh, I wish you the best this week and I'll keep an eye out on your launch as well. So a pleasure having you here. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It's uh, It's been fun. Yeah, great. All right, well, I'll leave you to your day. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Listeners, we can only change ourselves and do the work on ourselves, be ourselves and model ways to lead. You know, in our desire to change lives, workplaces, be that the healthcare and nursing profession or otherwise. So I'm Susan Dunlop, certified trainer, partnering with the Centre for the Empowerment Dynamic in the States. I was once founder and CEO of a small turned large healthcare organisation in the form of a nursing agency and have chosen to bring all I learned into my practice as a certified professional coach and trainer to transform leaders, teams and companies. Now, do you know any business owners, leaders, managers, teams or companies as a whole who are struggling to deal with, say, low staff morale, workplace drama, gossip, absenteeism and the like? lack of shared vision or direction, disengaged staff, high staff turnover, wasted time, energy and focus, and lost productivity. Through my one-to-one coaching, online facilitated e-learning programs and workshops, I support business owners and leaders and teams and companies to greatly improve their employee engagement, transform company culture, work towards a vision that's shared and increase their profitability, As a side effect, it helps a leader to grow in themselves and it grows and empowers their people and it positively impacts all the personal or most important relationships they have that is including with themselves. So if you know any struggling business owners, leaders, teams or companies, please don't hesitate to reach out or pass my details on. If you'd like to come and share your story on the podcast show, I'd be only too happy to have a chat about that opportunity with you. My details are here. Thank you. I'll be back soon with some other interesting guests lined up in the wings. Bye for now and take care.